Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 74. I almost said 71. I'm looking at 74, and I still say 71. I don't know why. Um, I'm your host, Jeff Tharp. I'm really excited about today's episode. Uh, we've had Matt Kuhneman on before, but he's got a ministry partner, and they do an amazing job over at Lord of Hosts Church. And they just relaunched, uh, sort of relaunched uh, a, their podcast called Primetime Game Changers with Matt and Anthony. Uh, and it's on all major podcast platforms, you guys. It's every Tuesday. Uh, so let's give it up. Let's welcome my guest today, Matt Kuhneman and Anthony Armstrong. What up, guys? What's going on? Welcome both of you guys to the show. Thank you. Thank We're you. glad to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm glad Anthony can join us, you know, Jeff, uh, on, on Elijah Fire. So I, yeah. I think it's, you know, I'm always big on uh, the coming together of the saints and iron sharpening iron. I'm glad I got my my brother here with me. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have too much fun. So we had to like, we're like, this is too much. We got to we got to spread this out a little bit. We got to bring in a third person. Uh, and who better than Anthony, you know, so um <laughs> Anthony, why don't you go ahead and there's some people who don't know who you are. Why don't you just tell the people who you are? Well, uh, I'm Anthony <laughs> and, uh, well, I've been, man, I've been coming to Lord of Hosts Church and part of the ministry with pastors Hank and Brenda ever since I was a teenager, really, since I was about 15 years old when we first came to this church. And, uh, I always tell the story to Matt and I, it's one of those things I, I'll never forget, but the very first service that I went to here at Lord of Hosts Church, Pastor Hank calls me out by a, a, a word of knowledge and proceeds to read my mail through the prophetic. And, uh, it changed my life. And, you know, this ministry and what God is doing through this ministry has changed my life. And, you know, I've been blessed and honored to be a part of that and see the ministry grow. And then beginning in 2019, the executive pastors reached out to both Matt as well as me and said, hey, would you be willing to lead our young adults group? And uh, Game Changers was born. So here we are. It's just uh, one of those things. I'm glad to be a part of the ride and uh, born and raised Nebraskan. Go Huskers, even though they're terrible. Uh, but hey, I'm also a Chiefs fan, so we won the Super Bowl in the last yeah, couple years. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there's there's a little solace there, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm honored to be a part of the show. Yeah, and so you guys, I kind of said in your intro, you guys kind of did like, a, would you call it like a soft relaunch of your podcast um, slash show, or or is it like a full rebrand? What would you guys classify it as? So I would say... Um, how we kind of describe it is we just basically launched the podcast on the audio version portion of it. And so, cause I mean, we, we started, you said about two, three years ago, we literally yeah. in the middle of COVID season, um, like we had just got the idea of doing game changers. And so about a year, maybe a half year before, mm -hmm. uh, COVID, um, we were coming back on a road trip. We went to an NFL playoff game and we were praying. It was like an eight hour drive. And the name Game Changers came to both of us. Well, pastors had come to us about, and actually when we were driving back, they were out ministering with uh, uh, Pastor Benny Hinn. And okay. so we were texting back and forth, and we had this just unction about the name Game Changers. And so um, when the Lord put that on us, um, and then the whole COVID season came, we kind of were like, man, our generation is getting so woke out there in this world. 
we've got to bring some fire and some energy right. and a little bit of, uh, you know, biblical truth into this. So yeah. pastors gave us a platform. We literally would go to the church and nobody would be around. And, you know, I mean, Omaha was just like a, a ghost town. Yeah. I mean, during it, like you could, like nobody was out doing anything. Wow. And people think Omaha is some small city and it's... It's a decent sized city. We got stuff that goes on here, you know, and shout out to the uh, world's number one zoo here in Omaha. But uh, oh, really? Yeah. And the College World Series, in fact, is coming this week. So two big events. But we were sitting in the church and just on a laptop, Anthony and I, one of us would bring our laptop and we would go straight live from the One Voice Ministries page and the Lord of Hosts Church page. And it started just picking up attraction, and we were confronting the culture, bringing biblical truth in, and then we started turning this into a regular show. Well, we've been doing that now for, what would you say, a year and a half? A year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. And then pastor said, well, hey, podcasts are a huge hit right now. What if we do this into a podcast? So Tuesdays, we stream on Game Changers uh, Facebook Live, One Voice Ministries Facebook, which is the Hank and... Brenda Kuhneman Facebook page, and then the Lord of Hosts Church. So all three platforms. And then the audio version is released on all major platforms um, on Wednesday. And so it kind of turned into this just we're streaming on Tuesday, and then the audio of that stream comes out on Wednesday. And so it's mm. kind of like you could say a relaunch, and we're kind of going back on old topics that we used during the, the COVID seasons and talking about what's a game changer, identity, mm-hmm. All this stuff to really tell people again what is a game changer and you yeah. know bringing our audience up to speed so yeah and then you guys also have some sweet merch too oh thank uh, you we appreciate that yeah like those jackets right there look at those <laughs> sweet um so yeah um okay so let's get into it you guys uh anthony what is a game changer why why the name uh let's let's just get yeah. right what is a game changer uh kind of like matt alluded to you know, the crazy thing about this was when we were approached to kind of lead this young adults group, you know, that was the first time in my life, and Matt can probably attest in his own personal life, where we actually got asked to do something. That was the first time in my life I didn't go, well, what is it? <laughs> you know, you know, the, the normal thought process is be like, well, what am I getting myself into first? Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely. just given the season and where things were leading, because the time frame of this was, I think it was the fall of 2019 when we got approached about this. And things were really starting to come to a head in the nation. And we just felt this. And Matt and I had already been having conversations before we even got asked about this. But then you know, it was one of those things, as soon as we got asked, would you be willing to lead? It was immediate, yes. Mm. And so going back to your question about this being a rebrand or a relaunch, it's a combination of both because, you know, while Matt and I were praying about, uh, you know, just the group, I, my background is in marketing. So uh, I have a degree in business marketing. So we're all about, you know, you got to be able to brand something. You got to oh, be able yeah. to give something a name and be able to run with it because mm-hmm. everything that you everything that you start with or conceive needs to have some type of identity. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, we can't just call it the Lord of Hosts Young Adult Group. That's pretty lame. It is pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, and, and like as Matt was saying, you know, we were praying and praying. And the first question we asked was, you know, God, what do you want to name this group? And uh, I'm probably understating this but you know when god speaks it's always so unique in the way that he speaks mm-hmm. it's like matter of fact in the a sense of he's kind of like well duh but also it just is like man that's so cool god how did you and how do you explain that but the way that he said it 
and explained it to us was, well, you know, in Adam, I gave him the authority to name the animals. That's good. So I want you to name this group mm -hmm. and I will honor it. And after we prayed together, we were both like, you know, what's something that's going to be revolutionary? What's something that we think will mark not only just our group, but our generation? And that's mm -hmm. when we came up with the name Game Changers. Love it. And really what it comes down to is Game Changers is founded under two uh, crucial and key scriptures. The first one being Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, which talks about where it said the Lord... Through the word of the Lord, he said, I knew you and I called you before you were formed in the womb. And then I set you apart, consecrated you for a specific thing. And for Jeremiah, that was being a prophet. But just the fact of that scripture saying that before we were even conceived, God had already given us an assignment and a calling and a purpose to be a, a significant force when we come to this earth. And the other scripture that we base Game Changers off of is Colossians chapter 3, verses 11 through 17. It's pretty long, but I'm going to paraphrase. But basically, it talks about being clothed in a new wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And in this new life, it's basically everything that you do, every detail, every uh, element of this new life that you walk in as a believer is custom made just for you based off of that calling and purpose that we referenced in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And, and as believers walking in this identity in Christ, that's what it's about. And it's, it's about getting away from the labels that the world gives us, right? So right now, you know, we're dealing with a lot of things in terms of wokeism that we talk about a lot, but identity politics. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, the whole race thing is coming back to a head. You know, mm -hmm. what color you are. More yeah. recently, what's your gender? You know, what political affiliation do you, you know, which side of the political arena do you, do you side with? You know, as far as the political aisle, are you liberal or are you conservative? Mm -hmm. How much money do you make? You know, what's your career choice? Who are you married to or not married to? You know, none of those labels matter when we get back to the truth and the revelation yeah. and understanding of who Jesus is and who yep. he's called us to be, because once we have that revelational understanding, then God's saying, okay, you have the foundation. Now yeah. I can use you to become a game changer. And what a game changer essentially is, is someone who has the ability to change the outcome or state of an existing thing. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that Matt and I talk about a lot is the fact that a game changer isn't just limited to operating within the four walls of the church. We all can't be called to be prophets, teachers, right. pastors, evangelists. Mm -hmm. No, you've been given a specific purpose to go out in your sphere of influence and change that area. Think about the different areas that we have struggled with as a church. Big tech, the medical industry, oh, politics, yeah. right? My earpiece just fell out. <laughs> but anyways, um, technical difficulties. Yeah, you yeah, know, I didn't say anything. I, I wanted you yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Uh, being yeah. a game changer is about, you know, being equipped as a believer, I'll change that in a second, being equipped as a believer to go out and then uh, and, and influence those different areas and all aspects of society to bring it back for the kingdom. Mm, yeah, that's so, so important. And, you know, I'll time to touch on that, too. I mean, you know, I love that piece. I mean, what better way to change the game than to have Caucasian and black together, you know, white and black together. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And you see how we're so bonded. We're brothers. I mean, we've known each other pretty much our whole lives, yeah. you know, and 
that's, I mean, it, you don't see this today. You see a lot of people who are so divided because, you know, someone's color or, you know, we have this country that somehow believes that America was born inherently racist, you know, and there's none of that here. Right. We right. love each and every person and we believe that each skin color is a, a, a got an ability and an anointing that God can use. It doesn't matter their color. It matters uh, uh, the unity that people have with God and with man, you know, mm. and that's the important thing is we're trying to change the game. And what better way to show that than being, you know, two different skin colors, yep. but still with what? The same mind, the same heart, the same biblical truth and principle remains Absolutely. the same. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you guys referenced uh, Colossians 3 and in that, it says here there is no gentile or jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave or free but christ is all and is in all and it's just like i mean i i think that um i think that's one of the reasons what makes your guys's podcast so so effective and so powerful is that you guys can speak to that you recognize this that you're of one of you are of one accord um that it goes deeper than just outward appearances or supposed status that you guys recognize that being of one accord, it, it runs deeper than that. And especially if we are uh, in line with Christ, it, we're under the same banner. Uh, exactly. And so I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, what we're seeing uh, being pushed to us through media, arts and entertainment, you know, in the pol the political arena, uh, they're saying the opposite: that your value is determined by skin color, your value is determined by status, and all those things. So yeah, um, have you guys have you guys run into uh, challenges with that? Uh, because obviously, we're being told that this what you guys are about cannot be um, th that something like either one person is forcing the other person or have you guys run into challenge with challenges with that or has that opened up some interesting conversations with people i think that's that's the way to say it is it's opened interesting conversations mm -hmm. with people i think uh you know challenges i think is always going to come when you're doing something for the lord you got to expect you know that the devil's going to try to send his attacks you know right. now we win every battle right Absolutely. that's that's we got the lord to to fight for us but I always say, you know, and, and Anthony loves when I say this, but uh, I always say that, uh, you know, you're not doing something right if you're not getting hatred. That's if you're right. not getting pushback from the enemy or from woke yeah. people, then exactly. uh, we're not doing anything right. We're wasting our time, honestly. Exactly. If There should be some pushback. There should be some hatred. There should be some disagreements. And listen, the biggest problem in the world today is two people can't seem to have a conversation and just learn to listen to the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to push their point, force their point, their issue, their problem. And there's a difference in standing up for what you believe in and just having a casual conversation and maybe learning something from that person or having the ability to give wisdom to somebody else that maybe they need. You know, mm -hmm. we can't seem to, in, in this generation today, you know, and, and this is another thing with Game Changers is... It, it, it's got to be, it's not just about the young adults, Jeff. It's not just about our generation, right? It's about unifying the older generation above us and us as well. Yep. Because look, mm -hmm. there's things that both sides could do and learn from each other and do better in, right? 
the older generation could probably listen a little bit better to some of our innovative ideas here today in this century. But we could listen to the wisdom, the knowledge, the experience, that's a big yeah. word, of that generation. Yep. Because they have way more years on us. They've got more time in the, probably the Word of God than we do, etc. right? And there's, that's why they're spiritual mentors. That's why they're spiritual fathers and mothers and pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. We need that. Because, listen, you could be innovative all day, but you also got to be grounded under authority. Mm-hmm. And so it takes both generations to help each other and equip each other and be unified. And the biggest thing right now in the body of Christ that we can't lose is A, our boldness, and B, our unity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to Matt's point, I think, you know, believers fall into two camps. And a lot of conversation has come out of this because, you know, there's no secret that we fall under the, the bold side. But, you know, I've noticed, we've noticed a couple things mm-hmm. that believers either choose to say nothing and just play the nice person route because they believe that's the character of Jesus. Or, mm-hmm. like Matt mentioned, We get out of unity and everyone just goes out looking for that next debate just for the simple fact of wanting to be right or prove someone wrong and on both sides of the aisle you got to understand that there's been a big misunderstanding of the character of jesus and who he is and you know it's not about debate because we're not here to convince you that's the holy spirit's job Mm -hmm. but we are here to speak truth in love which is one of the things we talk about a lot you know, people talk about, oh, walk in love, walk in love. Well, be, be, walking in love doesn't mean just being agreeable and, and being silent and looking the other way when you see an issue or you see someone going down the wrong path. Yeah. You know, walking in love also means bringing correction, not from a place of pride or haughtiness, but saying, hey, this is the standard, and that's because my Bible says so. Yeah. And because Jesus said that we have to honor this standard, and it would be wrong for me to not point that out and say, hey, you should change because I want you to also come into that salvation and ultimately come into the understanding of who it is that you're called to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that you guys, I think you guys mentioned this very thing on your most recent podcast, which was yesterday and just dropped today in the audio form, everybody, so check it out, Um, uh, was that whole thing of niceness versus kindness that nice niceness is not a fruit of the spirit um and i think that that's something that so often yeah either either there's christians i see a lot of young christians where it's like they're either and this isn't i'm not trying to i'm not trying to oversimplify so maybe this is a slight oversimplification but i do notice there's often christians that are trying to be abrasive for the sake of being abrasive, offensive for the sake of being offensive, where they're like, yeah, I'm being radical and I'm being, and I, I definitely fell a little bit into that camp when I was in my early twenties. Um, and then there's the other side, which I've also fallen into, which is just being nice, agreeable. Uh, don't make any waves, just let people, whatever. I don't want to stir up any conversations, but that's actually not the way Jesus was. Um, and so Honestly, Jesus wasn't offensive for the sake of being offensive. He was speaking truth. Um, but he also wasn't just blessed are the meek. I will, I'll, I'll be agreeable with everything. I'll roll over and I'll show my belly. He definitely wasn't that either. So Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today.
You know, it's yeah. interesting you mentioned that about uh, Matthew 5, about blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. I actually share with Matt a revelation that I yeah, got, and we actually good. shared in our in-person meeting. So we meet uh, once a month in person just to get around each other because we also believe in corporately building up mm -hmm. one another um, because I feel like COVID and the whole whatever you want to call that situation that happened for a year and a half, people kind of got away from um, understanding the importance of coming together and, and being together as a corporate body. But one of the messages that we gave was titled, Meek Ain't for the Weak. And the misunderstanding that people have about what meekness is, because you just mentioned that, you know, people just think, oh, the meek will become agreeable, be nice. But that's a complete contradiction if you read that scripture. If it says the meek will inherit the earth, how can you inherit the earth if you are just going to be agreeable and just lay down and be blown to the wind on whatever, you know, flavor of the, of the, <laughs> of the current trend is of the, of the society? Yeah. You know, meekness actually speaks of having such an extreme amount of power, but completely submitting and yielding that to the plans of, of, of God. So t think about this. Our human will is actually the most powerful thing on this earth because God gave us dominion on this earth. So he actually can't do anything apart from our agreement with that. Yep. So he needs us to be submissive in our will, yielding to him so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. So meekness speaks of that, the powerful nature of our human will and our desires. So good. To be able to harness that power and say, you know what, God, I'm going to use this for you. I'm setting this aside, and I'm choosing your will first. That yeah. is meekness. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I'll, I'll touch on that too because yeah. if you think about it in, in Psalms 10 where it talks about Moses uh, uh, knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel only knew his acts. Think about that for a minute. What you just said, Anthony, goes along mm -hmm. with this because, look, do you think God wanted them to wander around the, the, the wilderness for that long? No. But look, they were not in agreement. They kept doubting. They kept having fear. They kept having complaining. All right? And we've got to be careful today that we don't just know the acts of God and that the things he's done for us. It, we've got to know the heart of God and be in that relationship mm -hmm. with him. Some people just seek out God to see what is he, what's he going to do for me today. You know, God, I need this. I need a new car. I need to do this. I need to do that. When are we ever going to go to God and say, what do you want from me? Mm. You know, and that's the important thing is, you know, I, I, I see people all the time, you know, that when something doesn't go right, it's, okay, God, what, what, why didn't that work out? Like, where, where were you? Why didn't you have my back there? And then when something does go right, they barely give any credit. And they're like, yeah, I think the man upstairs, you know. Yeah. It's just nonchalant, it, you know. And I'm like... That's a slap in the face. Like, who wants to, you know, stand up anymore? It's like people are, are so nonchalant in their relationship with God today, and that's what inspired Game Changers. Is we've got a generation, and 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 Pastor Hank, you know, credit to my dad. He's prophesied so much about the our generation is what's going to change this nation, and what's going to change the body of Christ and change a people back to the constitutional ways, the, the kingdom mindset ways, the biblical truth ways, and get us back on track. And that's what this is all about. And so, you know, we can't just know the ways of God or, or, and, and, and forget the acts. We can't just forget the acts 
and 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 then remember the ways we've got to have both okay you got to know the things that god's doing for you but even more than that you got to know his heart all right because if you understand his heart then you understand the reason he's doing the acts okay mm-hmm. the heart of god is the most important thing we can know see mm-hmm. we, we've got to be able to understand i can't just understand one side and not the other i got to know both and understand look this is why god does these things why because i know his heart i yeah. know the reason behind why he's doing this and so for the children of israel who stranded you know themselves and wandered around the wilderness they put that on themselves god didn't want them to wander for 40 years okay those people decided to do that and listen you you know they may have remembered okay yeah he brought us out of egypt but why did he bring us here to the wilderness and then when they were at the red sea oh well he brought us out of egypt only to die here at the sea because we're trapped you know right and it's like sometimes people only go as far with god as what he's doing for them in that current season in that mm-hmm. current situation right. that's good and you have yeah. to understand things come over time it's like my dad says all the time let prophecy rest okay i always say isaiah 53 the prophecy about the coming of jesus and what he was going to do the messiah that didn't happen overnight. No. So when everybody made fun of the prophets back in the Old Testament, look what happened in the Gospels. It came to pass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to understand that, look, time is, 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 is big. And we've got to be relying on God's time when it comes to that. It's good. Because he knows the hour. He's got it. You know, yeah. but listen, we have to birth it out through our prayer, through our agreement, through our, our, our standing up and being bold like we're doing here on the, on, on the show. Yeah. If we don't speak then we're not equipping God to, to, to send his angels out and, and, and work in our behalf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're just giving the enemy free reign, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's like, listen, the enemy is, it, he's not going to be reluctant to shoot his arrows at, 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 at the, the children of God. Why are we not fighting back and being bold? No, we need to be. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay. So well, we're kind of already on kind of point two. So I'll just, I'll just ask this and you guys can take it. You guys can tag team or whatever, but how do you become a game changer? Somebody that's like, okay, all right, I'm sold. Uh, I want to do the whole game changer thing. What do I do? So what would you guys say? Go ahead, Anthony. You got it. Well, you kind of already let it off. He, like you said, he kind of jumped the gun and went into point number two. Uh, <laughs> excited. Yeah. yeah, he was. It, it, I'm sorry. It's exciting times, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I think people people look at things like they're gloom and doom. And I see That's opportunity true. for, right. yes. I see opportunity and God is moving. And Matt and I are witnessing it. There mm-hmm. is a growing movement of people who are saying, you know what? It is okay to be bold in my faith. That's right. I think for so long, we've just been quiet and timid and afraid to truly show, hey, we're believers and these are the things we stand for. But then now we realize that if we don't say these things, this is what happens to society. So now you're seeing a reverse of that. And I see some major, major good things that are on the way. So that's the one thing is uh, to become a game changer, you got to have a kingdom perspective. Mm. Um, And having a kingdom perspective starts with exactly what Matt said. You have to develop a relationship with the Lord. Um, You know, so many times, you know, people just give the prayer, you know, God is good. God is great. You know, I'm so hungry. I can't wait. And, (laughs) you know, you know, or, or, you know, the other point we talk about, you know, some people think that spiritual warfare is, you know, at the drive through, they got their order mixed up. And instead of getting a large fry, they got a small fry. Yeah. You know, uh, so we got to We got to start going deeper in our relationship with the Lord and. 
You know, Pastor Hank has mentioned a few just basic exercises that I think is good for anybody who's really wanting to understand how to hear the Lord for themselves, because to be a game changer and, and, and being strong in your identity, you have to know that you can hear from the Lord, too, and, and know what he's saying and be mm-hmm. confident in that. And one of those things is, one, after receiving salvation is receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit through the evidence of speaking in tongues, Right. We just came, we got done with Pentecost, so go back and read, you know, Acts chapter 1 and 2 to get a good familiar of that for those who are watching, if you aren't familiar with that. But what comes out of that, and one of the exercises Pastor Hank talks about is now you've established using the heavenly language with the Lord. And we've used the uh, reference before, like kind of having a walkie-talkie. Jeff, did you have a walkie-talkie as a kid? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, so you understand that, you know, if you're halfway across the, you know, the neighborhood or maybe the lawn and you're freak, you're, you weren't on the same channel as someone else, maybe you'd hear a few words, it'd be mostly static, right? But when you got on that same channel, you could hear clear as day, you know, what everybody was saying, which worked out great when you were playing, you know, freeze tag or something. Uh, flashlight tag. A flashlight game, tag, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's the same thing with God, right? So when we're using just our natural earthly language, whether that's English, Spanish, German, whatever, you know, maybe there's a few things that we're hearing from God, but something happens when you start to pray in the Holy Spirit, and that frequency becomes one mm-hmm. with God, and now you really start to channel and feel and understand what he's saying, what he sounds like. And the big part of doing that is, praying in tongues for about five minutes and having a notepad and pen next to you and just writing down what you feel that you, the Holy Spirit is telling you. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. what will train you to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's one thing is just developing that personal, intimate relationship with God because you need that foundation. You mm-hmm. need to be able to hear from Him during those daily times. And Matt and I talk about this all the time. It isn't praying to God for those big moments or that big prophecy, but it's as simple as, hey, Maybe you got a job offer. Instead of just immediately filling out that job resume, taking time to pray in the Spirit. Seek God. Is this the opportunity that you want me to take? Mm-hmm. Because now you're training yourself to depend on Him and yield to what maybe Good. He wants and the choices Great. He wants yep. you to make. So mm-hmm. that's first and foremost. You know, and then secondly is just get in the Word. Yeah. You yes. gotta you gotta get in the Bible. You have to. You know, <laughs> there's so many there's so many opinions, and you see it on, on, on social media. There's so yep. many people that are in their feelings yep. sharing opinions, but there is no truth or Bro. fact behind it. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. the only way that you're going to change the game and be an influence is if you're speaking truth, not your mm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Because guess what that does when you're having a conversation with someone who maybe disagrees with you? You let them get emotionally triggered. But if you know the truth, you're not going to get emotionally right? triggered. Why? Yeah. Because you know. You understand, yeah. you have that foundation. Mm. And the other part of that is just start, you know, you know, is the activation part. Start mm. praying for people. You know, don't just post or tweet about, hey, I'm praying for this country or so-and-so. Actually do it and say yeah. what you're going to do. You know, mm-hmm. start being a giver. Start tithing. Start, oh, here's a big one, volunteering your time. Oh. You know, join a local <laughs> church. You know, those are some of the key areas, and I'll let Matt kind of add to yeah. that, but those yeah. are the top three things that we could think of right that away if we're a game changer. Yeah, you know, uh, back to the, the little niceness thing that we were talking <laughs> about earlier, too. Yeah. You know, listen, if Jesus was such a niceness type of person, right, he, why, why would they have put him on a cross, you know? Yeah, it's true. Listen, 
people get it twisted, man. Like loving is not uh, uh, necessarily. It doesn't mean that you can't be loving uh, in a firm way and, and and tough love. You know, Jesus did provide that. Okay, so just because I say something in a firm way doesn't mean I'm not being kind. It just means, listen, I'm trying to put this in a perspective so that you understand. And listen, Jesus was a confronter. You know, people think he was just this niceness, cradled people all day type of person. If he was truly that and didn't confront anything, they never would have wanted. Multiple times they wanted to kill him, mind you. In his own city, they wanted to kill this man. So, you know, so identity is a big thing, too. Um, you know, I mentioned never losing your boldness, but also knowing who God is for yourself, not through the eyes or the heart of somebody else, but your heart, your connection with God. You've got to put the pencil to the paper of what you've learned, what you've heard, what you've been taught and go chase it for yourself. You know, I can sit in a class all day and listen to a a school teacher teach me something, but if I don't go home and study and put the pencil to the paper, it's not going to come clear and make sense for myself. Yep. And so you got to put that pencil to the paper. You got to understand who God is for yourself. Then what I would tell people is, okay, the next step of being a game changer is, listen, you can't change anything until you game change yourself. Yeah. Okay, you got to get rid of carnality. You can't conform. That's the third step is do not conform to anything in the culture. You can't change the culture if you're trying to conform to the culture at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we've got to understand today, you know, listen, as the body of Christ, we're the ones who got to give the message. We're the ones that got to go out and change the game. You know, we say this all the time, change the game in your city. We tell that to our our viewership, you know. And so, listen, changing the game in your city could be so many different ways. It doesn't just mean getting up on a pulpit and preaching. It could be on your sports team. It could be in your school. It could be in your job. You could do it, you know, as as a Mm -hmm. police officer. You could do it as as a a, a business person, as, you know, somebody uh, who, who, who you could be a waiter and waitress and maybe it's something you say to somebody at the table, you know. You can change the game in so many different ways, and that is the thing. But you got to know your identity in Christ, yeah. and that's where it's rooted. You have to know who you are, and you got to discover that for, for yourself. People can give yeah. you clues, wisdom, truth all day, but until you get it in your heart that you believe it, listen, I didn't become a game changer or step into my calling based on the things mom and dad told me. Now, did it help me to grow? Yes. But guess who had to believe it? Me. Mm -hmm. I had to go put the pencil to the paper. I had to go get with God about the things mom and dad gave me wisdom on or their ministry friends that spoke over me growing up. And I had to go believe it for myself and let it become clear to me. And that's the thing that people got to understand is, look, a pastor can say something to you all day, but if you just walk out the church and don't practice that, then what are you really doing with your time? Mm-hmm. Then why are you even in church? What are you even connected to? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. so that's the whole reason. And, 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 and listen, we've got to be willing to let God change us and change the game with ourselves and with our heart. Because if you can get your mind and heart to, to work together, that's when now you're equipped and you're fully able to go out and change the game out there. Because there's going to be tough questions. There's going to be tough people. There's going to be tough things. And that's the things that are going to come and get you. And the devil's going to use those people. And listen, now's the time for us to go out there and change the game. Mm. You know, because look how, I mean, Jeff, you alluded to it earlier. Look how many people are trying to change what we want to do in the body of Christ, force different things in our cities, force different things in our churches, our schools. Okay. And, and, and if we don't 
start making a stand now, then look what they're going to continue to do. Yeah. You know, and we know what they're they're trying to do, but we have to push back, a with love and boldness. Okay, mm -hmm. and just because you're loving doesn't mean you don't you can't be bold at the same time. Right. You know, you can do all of that together, and 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 that's that's the important thing. You know, and and one last thing I'll say is yeah. You know, I've alluded to the the, the thing as a game changer is you got to be willing to have blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. But know the definition of what blood, sweat, and tears means. You know, a lot of people think blood, sweat, and tears, you know, is, is um, you know, I've been through the, 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 the blood. So, the, you know, the, the pain, the cuts, the things, you know, that I've put on myself, the sweat is, you know, the, the, the stressfulness and, you know, the stress that's been on me. And um, the tears is, you know, crying. Well, frankly, I think of it in, in that perspective as, look, blood is, hey, some people put things upon themselves, you know, the wounds that they've gone through or things that they've been attached to sin, you know, sweat is in, you know, sometimes people overstress too much tears is in sometimes people complain and cry too much. Here's the kingdom perspective on the blood, sweat and tears blood is in I've grinded for this. I have some battle scars, but I'm glad it's healthy battle scars. It's like, yeah. it's like a football player walking off a field and they got a little blood on their jersey and like, yeah, I grinded for this <laughs> tears. <laughs> As in a healthy, happy cry of, man, I work so hard. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. God, man, we did this together. We, we worked on this together. You know, the sweat was the, all the effort you put into that. Praying, you know, Jesus sweating drops of blood, you know, to get himself. I mean, look, he got himself ready for the cross. You know, that is how we've got to start believing and thinking now in the body of Christ and as a game changer. Mm -hmm. Because listen, we can either do the blood, sweat, and tears of complaining, crying, and, and, and bringing sin into our lives, or we can do it blood, sweat, and tears like a kingdom warrior, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that says, listen, I grinded for this. Yeah, there was trouble on the way. Yeah, there was toughness that, you know, and, and tough situations that came. But guess what? I came on out on the other side, and I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I kept running to it, and I brought people with me. If you Man. choose to stand, yeah. people will follow. Well, and I think that, and this is, I kind of want to hang out here for a second because it actually ties really well into point four, uh, which is changing your walk, but, um, and feel free to jump back or whatever you guys, but um, I do feel like the Lord brought uh, a memory of uh, a major failure of mine. Uh, and, you know, I'm all about sharing, yeah, the amazing things God has done, but also the areas that I failed and what I learned in the process. Um, because um, you were talking about changing the game in your city. And I think that a lot of times young people, uh, millennials and Gen Z, we fall into this category of like expecting a big outcome. And obviously, yeah, it's important to be like, God, you can do this. And we see this all the time in the Bible them believing God for a specific outcome, but your heart and your character are so important. And this was about 12 years ago. I was in missions and we were going to develop a homeless ministry in um, my city where I live. And I was constantly obsessing about what people would think of me once I created this, this ministry. And it was this deep, there's this thing I kept trying to suppress. I kept trying to, I was like, no, it's about you, Lord. It's about you. But in my heart, I was like, think of all the recognition I'm going to get. I'm finally going to prove to people that I can do this and blah, blah, blah. And this person said this and I'm going to prove to them. And God did not bless that effort. It failed miserably. 
And I had to repent. I, I realized that I was in it for the wrong reasons. Um, that I, part of me wanted God glorified, but there was a large portion of me that was absolutely rotten and disgusting that wanted recognition for myself. And there are some people that they're getting in it and they're like, yeah, I'm going to change it. And then my pastor's going to finally ex- ex- you know, accept me in this way. Or I'm going to prove to people this. Or I'm going to do that. If, you, if that is the approach you're going with, like with me, guys, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And you need to, a, a huge heart check. Um, and not that I welcome these moments, but those difficult times are some of the moments when I learned the most profound things. So if there's any of you guys that are, are in a quiet season right now, or you're really having to grind right now, um, and you're those moments, you're going to look back on those moments. So long as you continue to seek the Lord, those are special times. Like the, those moments where it's like, man, sometimes when I'm doing a workout and I just want it to end, those are the moments you need to press in because that's when you see them. Those yield the most results. Not when I'm sitting on the, you know, the stationary bike and I'm reading a book and I'm just kind of like gently <laughs> pedaling. No, it's like when you're just like going after it, that's when you get the biggest results. Uh, but those that that's a process that takes time. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on on changing your walk, the steps you need to to take to change your walk so that you can be a game changer in your city and those around you. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. That, yeah, that, that's a good yeah. uh, experience that you shared. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us struggle with that at one point or another, you know, the... Uh, the recognition or the the need and, and want to feel important and like you're doing something. And that's part of the reason actually why we chose Colossians 3, because if you look back, this, this was a letter that Paul was writing to the church in Colossae. And what they were dealing with was false teaching and false doctrine based off of what they thought <clears throat> they could attain salvation through another form of enlightenment or self finding self-truth or a reason to feel important. So think about that in today's terms right now in society, whether you're a believer or not. You know, maybe your self-truth is uh, that next promotion. That's your salvation. Or maybe your, your self-truth is, uh, you know, uh, joining this next social justice movement. Or, you know, if you're, if you're in the body of Christ, you know, maybe your self-truth has been you know, just finding that right church that'll finally accept my gift, mm-hmm. my gift to sing, my gift to prophesy, my gift to preach or whatever. And the thing that Matt and I talk about a lot is self-examination and the importance of taking time just to be alone. I mean, think about it. Uh, there's a reason why uh, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights um, without food and water. It was the Holy Spirit priming Jesus to no longer depend on uh, natural desire. So that would be the food and the water source, why he didn't eat. Why? So that he could come into a greater level of understanding of who he was through God and who God called him to be. Because by the time he got through that process of 40 days and 40 nights, he was so tired. I'm sure he was just physically tired and exhausted. There was nothing else on his mind. 
and then uh, other than trying to just get out of there, and then here comes Satan with all these temptations. But guess what he did? All of those temptations, those same things that we, you know, we seek, which is self-gratification, you know, uh, glory, shortcut, you know, shortcuts to uh, quick, su- quick success and riches. He yep. denied all of that. Why? Because he took time yeah. to simply be alone and just reflect. And I think that's a key thing that as millennials, yes. as Gen Zers, mm-hmm. all of the alphabet, you know, generational groups that are coming behind yep. us have to understand that this thing is a process. Right. Like you said, you can't just go. There, there, there's this song that I heard. It's like you can't just go and get God, meaning you can't just go and, and, and just change the world overnight, you know. You might have those aspirations and those desires in your heart, but let God bring that out of you on his timing, meaning don't go seeking that. Maybe that is your calling to start homeless missions or to start a ministry, but Mm -hmm. timing and the season of a thing is so important. And I think it goes hand in hand with getting the understanding, the wisdom and the revelational truth of who God is in your calling so that you can put those together right. so that you know, all right, I have this in my heart for a reason because that desire is there. God puts that there. But sure. he just wants to make sure that you're doing it on his time, his accord, according to his purposes. And I think that's the biggest thing is just having the time to understand and enjoy the process, like you said, and being able to uh, uh, successfully self-reflect and mm. examine yourself and your intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely second that. You know, I think ministry is such a blessing, and touching people's lives and being a vessel for God is is such a blessing. And you know, it, it's a privilege, really. And you know, God is counting on us to do that. And you know, I heard um, someone say one time that the the worst day in ministry is still better than the best day out in the world. Mm. And that just stuck with me because I'm like, look. If we're truly in ministry, then we're, we're, we're with God. We're close to God. So, I mean, is there going to be bumps and bruises? Of course. You know, that's just life. Yep. But what's important is the fact that, listen, when you have that relationship with God, there is always peace. You know, there's always peace. And, um, you know, recently, uh, uh, you know, my, my grandfather went, went home to be with the Lord. And, you know, I, I, I was super close with him, super close with him. Mm. But, you know, listen, do you have your time of, of, of sadness? Absolutely. But you know what? I felt joy. And, you know, even the family, my mom, um, my, my grandma, my dad, my aunt and uncle, like brother. I mean, we all were still able, even after, you know, a few hours of his passing to just laugh and, and, and talk memories of his life and I'm like, man, it, it dawned on me that, look, if we were out in the world, I doubt that even would be happening. Yeah. There would be no joy of the Holy Spirit. There would be no joy and peace. And so, you know, that's what's on my heart, too, because I know there is those hurting people out there. There's those people out there that they've not felt that joy of the Holy Spirit on their life. And, man, when you're going through, like Anthony said earlier, you know, uh, doom and gloom and, and it looks dark and it looks bad, you have that joy of the Holy Spirit to help bring you into that sunlight perspective. Mm. And, you know, we've got to understand that, listen, we can control that through our joy, our actions, right. and how we act each and every day. You know, 
people can either see the doom and gloom or they can see the light and the sun at the end of the tunnel. And that's, that's something that just sticks with me because, you know, I truly believe that that night that, you know, he, he did pass and, and the, the, I knew where he was, you know, I knew where he graduated to, yep. you know, a place that we all, you know, hope to be at one day and know that if we have uh, uh, Jesus in our heart, we're going there, you know? And so, you know, we, like I said, we're able to just have a normal conversation like we are now, you know, did we have our sorrows and, 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 and sadness? Yes, of course we, we had some grief, you know, but what's so cool about it is the fact that, man, I could sit and have a normal conversation I could smile, I could laugh and be like, remember that one time grandpa did this and we just started busting mm-hmm. out laughing. Yeah. And it was not even maybe three hours after his passing. And I'm like, man, you know, and it really just that moment right there was the, the, the first moment that, you know, really I lost somebody in my family and at that, 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 you know, the devil tried to challenge you, obviously, with the grief and all of that. Sure. That was the first time that I really had been put to a test of man you know what i feel the holy spirit on me right now with the joy of the lord Mm. and it just showed me it like opened my eyes to just how special it is you know it's why i don't get how people can try to have church and exclude exclude the holy spirit or exclude pentecost i don't get that man you know (laughs) because we need that today pentecost is what changed the, the 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 after the ascension of jesus it was pentecost that changed and brought, and, and to be honest, Anthony and I talk about this. We are the Acts 29 mm-hmm. in this world right now. We're supposed to go and carry out, you know, there's 28 uh, 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 you know, chapters in the, uh, the book right. of Acts. We are the Acts 29. This mm-hmm. is our job, Jeff, to go out yep. and change the game and to carry that. Yeah. And Pentecost is, is, is truly where the church was birthed and formed. Mm. You know, you go yeah. and look and see how the apostles were used and when that tongues mm-hmm. of fire came upon them look what it did to the church look what it did to a city absolutely man absolutely yeah and i think um i think that's one of the reasons why we've seen so many young people walk away from from the lord they maybe were raised in the church and they were just like ah not for me and and mm-hmm. i can speak from experience because i personally witnessed this a lack of embracing the move of the holy spirit uh mm. who is very much a part of the equation or should be um essential he's our helper um and uh the bible calls him our helper and uh and, and so i think that there is that omission of that because you know, uh, our Western minds, we get very much into a, um, into a structure. We go, okay, well, how can we take this and, and box it and, and, and create some form of a structure so we can kind of homogenize this and we can, it worked here. So let's try and create a formula so that we can teach other people how to do it. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, how many times have we seen that? Um, mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is absolutely essential. Uh, and yes. it means losing control. It means yes. relinquishing yes, control. Yes. So, yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. 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 Jeff, I think, you know, if you don't mind, can Anthony and I, I know before we end, can, can we pray for the people? You know, I just want to pray for peace over people and, and, and people that, uh, uh, you know, are, are, like you said earlier, wanting to be that game changer and wanting mm-hmm. to be a person to change the world, you know, and I just want to, 
you know, just declare that for, uh, you know, angelic reinforcements to come over people and protect people. Because, listen, the devil is coming after people's minds. But we've got to be the prayer warriors. Because, listen, we've grown up in this, you know, and it's our job to pray and 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 fight these these demons that are coming and trying to, to, to wreck uh, uh, our plans and wreck uh, the plans of God. But we're not going to let it happen. Amen. So I just stretch my hands now, yeah. and Anthony, you yes. can pray something too if you feel anything. But we just pray and we declare over each and every person that a, a, a change of heart will come inside of you, that peace will come inside of you, that anything that you are feeling, that any sort of sickness, disease, uh, uh, just destruction, we bind it in the name of Jesus, and we declare now that peace comes over your mind, peace in your heart, peace surrounds you, for those that maybe you have uh, uh, dysfunctional families, we pray peace to that. We yes. pray change of heart. I see people that have had some issues within their family, and they're like, you know, I I, I feel like God wants to use me to, to, to change the game in my family. Yes, I see you. I'm speaking to you. And the Lord says, speak out. Don't stop. Do not compromise. Stand your ground and keep speaking to your family. Keep giving that love and that touch to your family. Keep being you is what I hear the Lord say. And watch now how I put mm. a 180 and yes. divine turnaround upon the minds and the hearts of your family. And watch how, yes, you will change the game in your family. And I just feel this as well. For those, I keep feeling my spirit. Yes. Do not despise small beginnings. Yes. So we pray over those who may be struggling saying, you know, I, don't, I didn't come for much or my background isn't much of anything. Yes. Do not despise who you are. Matt and I talk about this all the time. We said, the reason why you're here is because God saw a problem that only you yes. could solve. So right now we just declare an increase in clarity and understanding yes. in your identity. We remove those blinders. We come against the spirits that are speaking to your mind, yes. trying to invoke doubt, trying to invoke any type of uh, discrediting, trying to uh, scare you out of what it is that you're called to do. And we declare strength, yes. peace, joy, increased boldness, and a fresh touch, an impartation of the Holy Spirit for you to walk in power in every aspect and area of your life in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Guys. This is legit. This is really good. Um, so how can people follow you guys? Uh, so Anthony, uh, we got our personal Instagrams. Um, mine is quarterback Matt. Mine is anthony.m.armstrong. Yep. And then you can also follow us, Game Changers, Lord of Host Church, at Game Changers, Lord of Host Church on Instagram for the Game Changers page. Um, check us out as well, facebook.com, Game Changers, L-O-H. Um, and then also, um, I'm sure many people watching follow um, Pastor, Hank, Pac uh, Pastor Hank and Pastor Brenda's Facebook pages, Lord of Hosts Church, um, all of that, uh, One Voice Ministries, check us out. You can also check us out, um, OVTV um, as well, where we have uh, OVTV.net for all of our um, churches. Uh, you got, what, Flashpoint, Game Changers. Yep. Um, all services, of services, Sunday services. Yes. It's uh, our streaming platform that we just mm -hmm. launched uh, for the One Voice ministry. So we're actually mm -hmm. launched our very own streaming network. Yep. You can catch all of our services, all the Game Changers episodes. That's OVTV.net. Yep. And then for those people who, I know Jeff alluded to this earlier, 
Maybe you don't use Facebook. Maybe you don't use YouTube. All of our audio versions are released every Wednesday morning on every major podcast platform. So wherever you like to listen to your podcast, you can go find us on there. Um, and then I'm trying to think also, we have um, YouTube. Uh, you can go to the Hank and Brenda uh, Kuhneman YouTube um, and watch us every Tuesday night as well if maybe you don't have Facebook. So a lot of ways to connect with us, but we definitely want to connect with you guys. So, And then what time is, uh, is yeah. uh, your show on? So we are actually, um, for those in the Eastern time, uh, it would be 8 o'clock Eastern or no, I'm sorry, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Flashpoint is an hour after us at 8 o'clock Eastern. So 6 o'clock Central time, my dad calls that God's time, straight and center. Yeah. Of course so, he does. Yeah. yeah, he says, yeah, he says that's God's time here, smack dab in the middle of the country. Yeah. You know, Central is God's time. And yeah. uh, so we're 6 o'clock Central, that'd be 7 Eastern. And then my dad with Flashpoint is directly after at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And so I think you guys Pacific time are two hours behind us. Yeah. So before um, so, 4 p.m. Yep. Pacific time. Yep. Yeah. Four and then five for Flashpoint. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And then you guys also have some sick merch for hey, Game thanks, Changers. Thank Talk you. about that. We're going to put a link in the description so that people can get hooked up themselves. But talk yeah. about that. So um, Anthony and I, we've actually just released, what was it? Three new jackets. Yep. Um, we got a snapback, a hat. We're actually going to be releasing and planning to do more stuff before the opening the heavens conference in September here at the arena in Omaha, which please go register for that. Um, and Anthony, what's the, what was the link for the registration again? Uh, opening the heavens. And so you can go to that and we'll have merch even there. But then if you want merch online, I know some people, maybe you can't get here. Um, you can go to, uh, uh, Lord of Host, uh, dot store, and you can be able to check that out. Um, we also are going to be putting out decree cards. Um, Anthony and I were in prayer time together. We did a decree together and just prayed it out and wrote it down. And we actually just got done doing a big uh, signature of those decree cards at the church. And people came awesome. by to our table and we signed them for people. So we're thinking about doing something where maybe we'll sign a few Do and it. they can be yeah. mailed out to people that order them. So, yeah. you know, and hang it on your fridge, speak it over yourself every morning, you know, and Start your day like that, you know, and just decree and declare, because what better way to walk out the door than, than to do that? Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Put it on your fridge or your mirror or whatever in your car. <laughs> yeah. It's at top lights, not while you're yeah. driving. But right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't yeah. put it on your, uh, don't put it on your dashboard window <laughs> oh, or anything, yeah. you know? No, that was not be, my idea. We're not liable there. The so, <laughs> yeah. So, well, guys, thank you so much. Everybody, please watch their show. It's, it's this, but even more. So, um, that's going to be every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it live then on their, their Facebook or on the Hank and Brenda YouTube channel. Or if you want to listen to podcasts, that's every Wednesday morning. They load a new one on there. We're going to put a link in the description to the Spotify so you can at least hop over and get a little taster of the audio fantasticness going on. So, guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thank you, Jeff. We love you all. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, that's our show. God bless. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. 
Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.